not looked upon as a person. He was not looked upon as a human being with the same uh, status and worth as other human beings. And the other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually uh, rationalizing that wrong. So slavery was justified morally, biologically, uh, theoretically, scientifically, everything else. And it seems to me that white America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. And uh, that can never be uh, overlooked. So I think these things are absolutely necessary. The other thing is that America freed the slaves in 19... I mean, 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base and yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. It's the BTSE 365 podcast. You rockin' with your boy B. Hey, you know what it is. You rockin' with your boy B. And it's the BTSE 365 podcast. The BTSE 365 Podcast. Aired out downfield and picked. Richard Sherman gets his fourth in his postseason career and ends this game. Oh, you hear me? That's how it goes down, bro. It's the BTSE 365 podcast. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. All football fans, sports fans out there. If you're a 49ers fan, it's a good day. Now, those listening that have never listened before, and those that have listened before, repeat listeners, new listeners, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Wherever you tuning in, however you tuning in, this is... The BTSE 365 Podcast. And, yes, 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 yes. It's another Victory Monday. Um, 
Can't lie. It feels pretty good to be a 49er fan right now. A lot of down years between this Super Bowl appearance and the last Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Feels pretty good. Quarterback threw the ball nine times. Nine times. Raheem Mostert ran for 220 yards. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. I don't... I do not, and I repeat, I do not brag or down the opposing team coming up the week of. I just don't do that. It's just not It's not in my character. You know, it's just not in my character. But a lot of Packers fans and any other opposing team fans all season long been real disrespectful. Even those people out there who teams aren't even – Make you know they didn't even make it to the playoffs. Just, just real disrespect. Oh, Jimmy G, he's he ain't got it. He the weak link. He, you know, he this, he that. They don't have a receiver. Um, a whole lot of stuff, you know. Then you got Revis last night taking shots at Sherman during the game. Like, bro, you Revis had a great little run. He trademarked the 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 uh, Revis Island, which was given to him by his old head coach. And when you go back and look at it, over a six or seven year stint, he was top, one of the top two in the league. But, but, he couldn't bounce back from his injuries. He couldn't, he couldn't bounce back. He had to leave, go get a Marine in New England, then come back to the Jets. You know, yeah, hey, 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 got your money. Got you a ring. Happy for you. But why you got to take the shots at Sherm? Sherm got beat on that. He did get beat in the second half on a deep pass to Devontae Adams. He got beat. He got beat. It happens to the best of them. And he is the best of them. And it happened. It happened. But other than that, he didn't give up a touchdown. Um, He got the game-sealing pick. Reaver sounded like... A, a, a hater. I, don't, I ain't gonna say a hater. He was a little salty, whatever it may be. You know, Sherm going first ballot Hall of Fame. Reeves, on the other hand, he'll get in there. He ain't first ballot, but he'll get in there more than likely. Might take him a few years, but we shall see. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna give too much energy to that. But yeah, you know, hey, Niners up. They up, man. They blew the Packers out again. This time the Packers scored 20 points. Congratulations. Shout out to uh, Josh that I met in the airport down in Houston who said that he didn't know what the score would be. He just knew the Packers were going to win. Shout out to him for, you know, sticking with his team as he should. It was a lot of Packers jerseys and hats I was seeing in the airport. It's like, damn, it's a lot of Packers fans out here repping the day. But, hey. Take your cheese and go home. Take your cheese and go home to my friends that might be listening to the Packers fans. I'm not sorry that you lost. I'm I'm slick excited. Matt LaFleur was talking all that noise about redemption and you got some payback coming. You got to go back out west and whoop, whoop. Like, man, you don't need to do all that. All that woofing. You what? He didn't even believe it. He did not believe it. And his players in that locker room, when he said it, eh, a couple of them were like, yeah, but yeah, they weren't fired up. 
they weren't happy about having to go back and play San Francisco. They weren't happy. They were hoping Minnesota would have won so they could, you know, beat up on Minnesota. No, gee, you got to come see us. Aaron Rodgers talk all that noise about every time he plays the 49ers, he, he wants to make them pay for not drafting him number one. Hey, my G, you're 0-3 in the playoffs against the 49ers. 0-3. One of those games, they were at home in Green Bay. Took a L. Remember, Kaepernick ran for like 181 yards on them. So, all that, all that fat mouthing and cash money talk y'all doing, like the Packers just the shit, cut it out. Just, just, just cut it out. Somebody told me Stephen A. You know Stephen A. Smith. He's a bad man. He a he he a garbage man. Now they're going to say, well, the defense this and the defense that. Well, the offense, man, where were you at early? Hmm? He threw a pick to Emmanuel Mosley, fumbled the ball a few times. Like, that's on the quarterback. That's on the quarterback. Get rid of the ball. Get rid of the ball. Throw it out. Throw it away. You've been doing it. So, yeah, man, hey, shout out to them for being who they are. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Shout out to Raheem Mostert. Unfortunately, Tevin Coleman went down with that shoulder injury. That's that's something to watch out for. Because, yeah, Mostert been doing most of the heavy lifting. But against the Vikings, Coleman was the starter back, lead back, however you want to put it. Raheem came in and shut everything down, locked everything down. This game, Tevin was the lead back, and Mostert was coming in and spelling them. But shit, as soon as Coleman went down, most of came out there and cut a shine like he been doing. So, look, it is what it is, dog. It just is what it is at this point. Um, they going to Miami. They playing the Kansas City Chiefs. We see that high-powered offense. We see what they can do. They were down 24 shit. Excuse me, 24 nothing against the Texans. Now, the thing here is, Bill O'Brien ain't coaching the 49ers. That's Kyle Shanahan. That's Mike's boy. You know, he ain't. He he made one screw up in the Super Bowl, getting that big lead and not running the ball. You saw yesterday. Like, I'm just gonna keep running it. I'm just gonna keep running it. Terry Bradshaw asked him, "Well, why'd you keep running?" Hey, it was working. It was working. I'ma let it. I'ma just let it roll. Just keep running it. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if it ain't broken, it's playoff football, man. You you plan to win this, like what what Herm say? You play to win the game. If you get a lead and your running back, your offensive line is blocking like they blocking, and your running backs are running like they running, let them run. It ain't got to be pretty. Let it. Let just let them go. Just just let them go, man. <laughs> let them go. And it's it's quite funny. I just read something on Twitter. Before I started recording, it said six years ago to the date yesterday that Richard Sherman caught the game-winning interception or game-sealing interception to lead his team to the Super Bowl. So six years ago to the date, he did that for the Seahawks over San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Then he do it for San Francisco over the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Now that's 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 nostalgia. 
That's nostalgia right there. So, hey, man, hats off to them, to the Chiefs. Frank Clark, I want you to keep that same energy. I want you to keep that same energy. Y'all the best in the effing world. That's what he said. Um, keep that same energy. The, Titan, the Titans came out yesterday, and they ran the ball 19 times for, what, 69 yards with Derrick Henry. But they ran the ball 16 times in the first half for 62 yards. Why you want to get cute with, with, with Ryan Tannehill? He ain't that. Like, he just ain't that. You was up 17 nothing. Or 17-7, my bad, 17-7. Don't, don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Give it to your back. Let them run. It's second and six. Hand it to him again. See if he can get three, four yards. I saw Raheem Mostert run a 20-yard touchdown on third and eight yesterday. Give him the ball and see what happens. See if they can stop it. See if they can stop it. Pat Mahomes had 294 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. The boy is, I mean, he's great. He's, ma he's magnificent out there. No doubt about it. If if George Kittle is the most electrifying tight end in football, then Patrick Mahomes right now is the most electrifying quarterback in football. Now, Lamar Jackson, that boy's special. But Pat Mahomes is what Lamar Jackson is with his legs. That's what Mahomes is with his arm. Like, it's just... It's just the fact of the matter. And I, for one, am excited and ready to see this game play out. They got the Honey Badger on defense. You know, Chris Jones up front. Frank Clark out there on that defensive line. He said, look, Frank Clark said a lot of little stuff in his post-game interview that some would say can be used as bulletin board material. The man came out and said, well, hey, you know, we the best in the effing world. And he said, last year, all that offside stuff, I came in here and said, that ain't happening this year. So that's a shot at D4. We know who he's talking about. It's on film. Anywhere in D4, the old number. That's cool, bro. You got to play, though. You got to show up in Miami, strap up, and play. Everybody know it's going to be a pro Niners crowd down there, even though – the AFC is the designated home team for this game, from what I read. So, you know, it is what it is. But everybody knows the Niner, the Niner Nation, the Niner Faithful, they're going to be down there in Miami in, in droves. Like, Kansas City don't have no national following like that now. They got a few scattered out here and there, but the Chiefs ain't just got no – like, everybody from Kansas City going to have to come down here or down there. You know, I'm trying to figure out my way down there right now. I'm, I'm making some calls and trying to get, you know, use some connections to get myself in the mix. You know what I'm saying? So we just gonna we just gonna keep praying to the Most High on that one and keeping our fingers crossed about making our way down there. I ain't saying I'm going to the game. Now. I ain't saying I'm going to the game. We ain't talking about the game, <laughs> my boy Iverson boys. We ain't talking about the game. We ain't talking about the game because the game, the tickets. Four bands for the game. Four bands plus for the game. So, now we ain't, we ain't talking about the game. We, we, we ain't nowhere near talking about the game. Uh, but, again, 
congrats to both of those teams, man. Like, both of those teams, they, they deserve it. The Chiefs was an offsides penalty away last year from being there. So, they back now. They, they, they redeemed themselves. 49ers, hey, that, that ACL tear by Garoppolo last year was a blessing in disguise. Because now, Nick Bosa, the only thing between him and going to see his homie Trump is, is Patrick Mahomes in that offense. This was, I think, you know, he need to keep feeding that to himself. Like, man, all you got to do is sack a black quarterback a few times. You'll be on your way to see your boy Trump. Like, 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 I think Nick is really, like, in his head. Like, man, look, if I can sack this black dude two, maybe three times, two and a half, three, four times, hell, I'm going to see Trump. Like, I need him to feed that in his mind. Somebody needs to, like, give him a little recording or something that he can replay over and over and over again because that would probably help. Um, but, nah, real spill. Congrats to both teams. Football season is long and hard. It's a long, hard season. Them, them dudes wired different. Like, I don't know how they do it. It's, it's just some innate ability inside of them all out there so a hey, more, more power to them and when I say wired different um, and we talking football players I'm about to talk to you about two right now that's just wired different I'll be right back you will hear about them real quick BTSE 365 podcast give me doubt I don't know how many seconds but I'll be right back right back The BTSE 365 Podcast. We back, we back, we back, we back, we are back. And uh, check this out, man. I check, I had the, the opportunity to check out the, the three-part docu-series on Aaron Hernandez that they did on Netflix. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about it. It was very, very, um, I don't say it was hard to watch, but man, people can, will do things and say things and create these narratives about people when they're no longer with us to, you know, speak out for themselves. And that'd be hard for me. Like they had to do it on there. They claimed to be his quarterback when he was in high school. And, you know, Hernandez was the tight end, and they got this gay narrative going and all that. And I'm like, bruh, I don't know. They was calling, you know, homophobic, which you can hear it in the conversations with him and his, his gal. Um, but, man, it, it's, that, that's just not cool to me. Like, you can't just come out and say, this dude was probably gay. But we don't know for a fact that he was gay. You know what I'm saying? Not, and, 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 you know, that's like if, a, okay, let's flip it to the other side. Like, what if he was a, 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 a homosexual, but he died and people started saying, well, he was actually a heterosexual, but he was afraid and, and all this other stuff. Like, what if what if that was being said about him? Like, how would the gay community feel about that or the, the heterosexual community feel about that? You can't just be... You can't just be out here painting these narratives of somebody 
that can't defend themselves. And then the only people that you got on there are quote unquote friends. His wife wasn't, well, his fiance wasn't on there, and his brother wasn't on there. His mother didn't take part in it. So that says all I need to know. Like, these other people on here just trying to get a check. Now, everything else as far as documenting the murder trials and all of that, I think they did a good job. I think they did a good job of documenting everything, showing the evidence, showing what they had. Like, the man had two holes in his brain. Clearly, he was suffering from CTE. Now, some people want to say, man, he ain't going to get no sympathy from me because everybody who played the game, especially for this long, got some remnants of CTE. This is true. This is this is definitely true now. But with the Belcher guy down there in Kansas City, Junior Seau, who's no doubt it, he's a Hall of Fame player. Like, these guys committed suicide. They didn't go kill nobody else, but they did commit suicide. Aaron Hernandez, no different. He killed himself, and he I, he committed at least one murder. So, you know, for for people to to sit there and paint these narratives of this guy, like I don't, I just wasn't feeling that. But you know, he go out and he he he's found guilty for murdering Odin Lloyd, and nobody to this day still knows why. Like, nobody really knows why he did it. Was he trying to pose and be a fake gangster? I don't know. He didn't speak at his trial. He never confessed to it. He was found guilty because, hell, they found the case and then the car that was running in his name. Two, two street cats that he was running with snitched on him and turned, fed, turned state's evidence for lesser sentences. He was the one with the most to lose. He the one who had just signed a $50, $60 million contract and played a whole year. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you're dealing with all this this mental trauma and these issues in your life and your, your brain fucked up, your, your daddy beat your mama. You know what I'm saying? Your mama started dating your cousin's boyfriend, ex-husband, whatever he was. Right after your daddy died, you know, they, it's a whole lot of issues going on, but everybody got problems. Everybody got these issues growing up. It's just some people deal with them however they deal with them. And that's how he chose to deal with them. He started just fucking off. Now, his old lady, his wife, oh, she was a rider. His fiance, she was a rider. He told her, hey, it's a, it's a black case. I need you to get rid of that. She got rid of it. She was getting questioned. I mean, she was on the stand. Motherfucker asked what that was in his hand. Where clearly it looked like a gun. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it like, yeah, that's a gun. But it could have been a remote. Could have been a remote to the TV. She said, I don't know what it is. I just know it's a black, blurry object. Don't know what that is, sir. When he went on trial for them other two murders, she was the only one who showed up. She went against her sister because... Guess what? Her sister was dating the Odin Lord. He killed him. Then he killed himself. It's a sad, 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 sad story. Sad story. Sad story, man. For everybody involved, the Aaron Hernandez story is a tragic one. 
tragic as it can be, man. Tragic as it can be. But it's an American story. You hear it, you hear it and see it all the time. It's just you don't see public notable figures getting caught up in some 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 shit like this. And the sad part about it is he almost he would have gotten away if he would have deleted all of the footage from his house. Like he only got he got caught because A, they're claiming Odin Lord is the only person that he knew in that town. B, there was a shoe print of a Jordan size 11, I think they said it was. Jordan 11 size 13. And C, there was footage of him in his house after the murder. Walking around with a gun, trying to destroy a phone and all this other stuff. So, you got all these cameras up in your house. This recording you. That's, that's evidence against you. Evidence against you. So, Hey, feel sorry for the, for Odin Lloyd's family, for for Aaron Hernandez's family. His daughter got to grow up without a father. You know, questions and hate and all that type of stuff like that's going on. That's going on now on a on a different level of football players who probably suffering from some type of mental issues or or whatnot, brain traumas. Antonio Brown just. He just keep going down, man. He just, he just, he just keep going down. Uh, about a week or so ago, he was he was on Instagram live again. He had called the police again because his, 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 the mother of one of some of his children. She showed up. He said she was supposed to just come in the house and get some clothes for the kids. Well, she came in, took the keys to his Bentley truck, and tried to leave. Uh, he calling the police crackers and he, he calling her out her name and all that type of stuff. Like, it was a lot going on. And I'm not going to sit here and defend Antonio Brown. I'm not going to sit here and bash Antonio Brown. I'm just going to say Antonio Brown does sound like a person who needs some type of help. I don't know what kind of help. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if he just needs to talk to somebody or... If he not even, you know, if, if if he just needs to get away for a minute or something, maybe he need to go on a vacation. Maybe he need to clear his mind, you know. But it is is I'm sure it's difficult for somebody who was playing in the National Football League last season, right? Before his issue at the last game of the season or whatever, playing at the top of his level, one of the top players in his in his position. And then now you're not on the team. So you're lashing out against everything and everybody that don't agree with you. And whatever you saying or doing, like, you just, like, F it. Now, if they ain't rocking with me, then I ain't rocking with them. If they don't like what I'm saying, they don't like what I'm doing, then I ain't doing Like, he real deal act like it's him against the world. The man started making rap music. Which is terrible. Um, he he just he just out here. You call him the police crackers. You know you you already know you, you he's saying a lot of truths now. They don't care about a black man. You know the white woman doing this white, which is true, which is true in a lot of instances. Like yes, if that would have been him at her house trying to take her vehicle with her name on it, 
he would have been forcefully removed from that vehicle, thrown on the, like, you know, we know this. But, also, it, that ain't what the case is. It was a white woman. So you gotta, you, you gotta, hey, you gotta know the position you in. You gotta know what the situation is. You just gotta, you gotta be mindful. And he's not, he, he doesn't seem in his right mind. Now his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, then decided to part ways with him, saying, you know, he he doesn't he would work with him again if he decided to go get some type of help. I mean, shit, he ain't making you no money, so you might as well leave, right? <laughs> like, I'm surprised it took this long. I really am. I guess it, I guess he figured, you know, now I guess I can go on and break ties with AB. You know, like like shit, he ain't. He ain't nowhere near making me no dollars no more. He ain't gonna he ain't doing nothing else, so let's just go ahead and cut ties. Let's see what's going on. I'm 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 really interested in knowing where this saga is gonna lead. Like I wanna I, I wanna make sure you know what I'm saying? He ain't out here on the streets or some or whatever. <laughs> like, he, he tweeted three days ago, Agent Drew Rosenhaus conditionally terminated his relationship with Antonio Brown, told him to a free agent, wide receiver seeks counsel. I mean, today, until the wide receiver seeks counsel. Three days ago, AB said, football season over. You both can use a palette of at dicks by mail. <laughs> hey man, um, it, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's funny, but not funny. It's funny, but but not funny. You know, but he done had his issues with the law, he said. Said in 2007, they had him at gunpoint for no reason and kicked him out of school when he was at FIU. Pittsburgh police pulled him over before a game in 2018 versus Carolina. And so, yeah. But I believe he was like speeding before that game against Carolina. But anywho, you know, I digress. The AB saga is what it is, man. It's gonna keep going. The man, the man, been in the news since he didn't play in Week Seventeen. Hadn't played a meaningful game of football in over a year, and and, and he's still out here in the tabloid. I don't know, man. That's, they say no publicity is bad publicity, but uh, shit. He may play in twenty in the twenty twenty season. He might get a chance to play. He might, depending on how these cases go. He might. He might. He just might. So that's enough football talk, man. I let me let me talk about my my trip though. This is really what I've been wanting to talk about, y'all, man. Again, it's the BTSE 365 podcast, man. Hope y'all 
enjoying it so far. For all the new listeners out there, appreciate y'all. I hope my people that I met while I was in Houston, I hope y'all rocking with me right now, checking me out. It was a great visit. Um, spent a few days down there. My first time in Houston. You know, first time in the city. And I ain't gonna lie, it won't be my last. Man, 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 man. Whew. Boy, how I love that city. <laughs> I, it was love at first sight with me in Houston, I ain't gonna lie. Yo, if you feeling this episode or any other episode, I want you to go ahead and hit that like button. And also, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button. I don't care if you listening to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever it may be. Show your boy some love. And hey, write a review too. You did? Everybody needs them five stars out there. You hear me? I ain't just talking about Uber and Lyft. <laughs> Hey, it's the BTSE 365 Podcast. We got more coming up for you. You did. So, yeah. Back to my love and affinity for H-Town, y'all. Man, I had a effing ball, man. The culture down there in the city. The love down there in the city. Like, I was staying in the third ward. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna fly. I was down there like, yeah, I'm staying in the third ward. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking to the, I'm talking to locals down here. Yeah, I'm in the third ward, and man, shout out to the Shape Community Center down there in the third ward. Beautiful artwork on the outside of the building. I'm talking uh, murals of Nefertiti and Malcolm X and MLK and some other figures. I couldn't see them. I wanted to stop so bad, man, but I was lifting and Ubering everywhere. So you know how they do sometimes, but. Um, they had, like, representatives from Twitter down there on Thursday doing something in the community. Like, man, it was it was dope, man. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm I'm ready to go back. Did not want to leave at all. Like, I'm ready to go back, man. Shout out to everybody we met down there, everybody I came in contact with that, that either live in the city, newly moved to the city, been in the city for a while or whatever, from Houston originally, like, man, appreciate y'all. Y'all showed us a great time. Um, every establishment I went to, whether it was just to visit for, you know, bar hopping, and partying, lounge, whatever, food, what restaurants, man, everything was so much love, bro. So much love. So much love. Like, Man, from the Turkey Leg Hut when I first landed down there. I'm telling you right now, if you go to Houston and you go to the Turkey Leg Hut, if you like spicy food, get the jerk turkey leg. That joint was the business. The business. Uh, the uh, chicken wings at, uh, where we go? Where was I at? Where was I at? Where was I at? The Breakfast Club. Man, look, first of all, the line was long as hell. I was standing in the rain trying to get in the breakfast club. The rain. Shout out to the couple in front of me. I ain't, I ain't get their name, but they from Port Arthur, Texas. Shout out to the couple in front of me that offered me the second umbrella. So your boy wouldn't just be out there in the rain. Um, shout out to Deborah D. And, and, and Adriana that I met in line. You know what I'm saying? Good people, man. Shout out to the other two brothers I met in line. I ain't get their name, but they were solid people too, man. Just talking about sports and Black love, black culture. I loved it. Like, I, I just enjoyed myself thoroughly. Like, everybody was, was solid in 100. I ain't running to no sucker shit. 
no, 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 none of that type stuff down there. Not at none of the 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 lounges or club we went to, like Grooves. Shout out to Grooves of Houston. That joint was the business. Shout out to Prospect Park. It was straight. Shout out to Diablos. The $2 drinks had me turned. <laughs> shout out to Diablos uh, Richmond, man. And my bartender. Uh, shout out to my bartender, Carla. Yeah, Carla. She was, she was dope. Um... Who, where, where else we go? Uh, man, the address. The address, it was great, man. It Like, all the places we went to, great. The Gallery of Miles, shout out to the Gallery of Miles. It was, it was you know, it, that was straight. Uh, the Manil Museum, the Manil Collection, it's a privately owned art pieces by a, a French family. A lot of African art, uh, Roman art, stuff like that. The bookstore had a lot of good book selections. I think I got me. Did I get a book? Yeah, I got a book out of there. Shout out to my, my chef from uh, Ayana at HEB down there. Off Wallace Road. I mean, off Alabama Road down there in, in, in Houston, man. She showed me some some good recipes. She introduced me to some, some jalapeno bacon jam or something. I don't know. It smelled good. And some truffle. Truffle uh, seasoning smelled too good. I had to get it. She actually gave me that one on the house. So, shout out to everybody we met, man. Some I can't name. Some I won't name. But uh, the scenery was beautiful in Houston. I will say that. It was, uh, it was a nice, nice, nice scene down there. Nice scene down there. Same, but two things I didn't like about my state. The Toyota Center sucks. Uh, the seating and all that, like... It just wasn't, eh, it wasn't nothing too special. I did enjoy the sound system in there, though. I did enjoy that because um, we did catch the Lakers and Rockets game. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But uh, also, the roads in Houston are trash. Boo, boo, doo, doo. Garbage, man. Oh, my goodness. I why the roads got to be so bad, man? Like, we riding, and I'm thinking we going over speed bumps. We hitting potholes and lumps all in the road, man. It was terrible. Like, whew. I, for one, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't used to that. Like, that was, I, we got some pretty bad streets in Nashville here and there. But sheesh, them just was god awful. Like, man, please. That's I won't miss that. I won't miss that. Now the the food, the scenery, the vibes. I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that, man. Ooh, I'm gonna miss that, boy. I gotta get back. I got to go back. I know what Lido meant now in 2015 when he dropped that. Uh, I'm moving the Houston album. Yeah, I know I know what he meant now. I, I see why he said that. And if he did move down there for a few months, I don't blame him. Cause I'm I'm ready to move down there. Shoot. One of my partners had asked, he said, Did you move down there? I was like, nah. But I sure wouldn't mind, boy. I sure wouldn't mind. Give me just six months to a year. I'd be straight down there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah man, yeah man. Shout out to uh, all our Uber and Lyft drivers too. They was they was the business. 
my boy Mr. Ridge, he the truth down there. He was my one of my little drivers. Was was speaking to me about Hannibal and uh, not Hannibal Lecter, you dumbasses, the best warrior, the greatest warrior ever, Hannibal, and all this other black excellence and stuff, man. We we talking black excellence, you know. I'm still talking sports and entertainment, but LeBron James, that's black excellence, ain't it? Say what you want to say about his gameplay, even though against the, the, the Rockets in Houston, he had 32 and 12. That's 12 assists. Only had four rebounds. But you looking at a person who come from a mama whose son would say, you know, she was on drugs. Could have been considered a streetwalker by some, you know. Hey, all of that, all of that. Don't know who his daddy is. Probably wouldn't know him if he seen him right now. All of that. And he then rose to where he is now. So you got to take your hats off to him. The, boy was, the man was receiving MVP chance in the Toyota Center in the fourth quarter. You dig? They went in there and dismantled the Rockets without Anthony Davis. You know, without Anthony Davis. And they were down like 15 in the first half. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. James Harden and Russell Westbrook did their thing. But Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, these guys got to step up. Austin Rivers didn't play, but he's the sixth, seventh man. Like, who who's going to be that other guy? You know, consistently to bring it. You at home. It's a, it's a home game. It's a conference game. Supposed to be against, you know, a, a, a rival. You know, they chant beat L.A., but hell, half the, I ain't going to say half the crowd, but a nice chunk of the crowd was wearing purple and gold. I synced it. <laughs> I synced it with my own eyes. They was wearing purple and gold. So, shout out to them, man. Shout out to the king. That's what they call him, the king. Now, the old king of the octagon, Conor McGregor, he came back. <clears throat> Excuse me. He beat uh, Cowboy, whoever, in 40 seconds. 40 seconds. And then Floyd Mayweather throw up a promo picture of him and McGregor, Conor McGregor and Mayweather, too. Don't nobody want to see that bullshit. Nobody want to see that. I'm not paying to watch that. I don't even want to watch it for free. So... Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good on all that. I'm good on all of that. Now, shout out to the... to Now, I just, you know, shout out King James. But I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize what today is. You know what I'm saying? It's MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States of America, which is, you know, a big day for a lot of us here. Um, whether you agree with his politics and how he did things or not, whether you believed in his methods or not, whether you were a disciple, a follower of those things or not, you cannot, and I won't allow you to deny his significant impact. Granted, when he was living, a lot of people, whites and blacks, weren't agreeing with what he was doing. But, of course, in death, people will make you, you know what I'm saying, what they want to make you. They they, they want to they wanna herald him now because he was dreaming. But as that sign in the, in the third war said, 
He didn't get killed because he had a dream. He got killed because he woke up. When he said he thought he had his people going into a burning building, he set them up. I mean, but that's what happened, you know. He was a preacher. He was a minister. He wasn't no, you know what I'm saying? He was a preacher. He's a reverend. He's not, he's not a real politician. He's somebody who invoke, who helped invoke a lot of change, but he's not someone who was well versed on, you know, economics and and, and and knowing what to do and strategically doing this and doing that. Nah, he was a reverend. He could preach to the masses. And preach is what he did. And he did it well. So on this day, we will recognize him. You know. As, the, as a lot of y'all church folks say, as for me and my house. <laughs> but hey, it is his day. I, one day, maybe we'll have a Malcolm X day. If not, you just make a day his day, like his birthday or something. You know, his birthday in May. Make it make it his day, you know. May 19th, you, you, you celebrate MLK Day. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Mal you, you celebrate... Malcolm X Day on May 19th. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I I would say that it's an, it's an honor and a privilege to be living in a time where it's, the racism is still out there, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it ain't because I know it is. It's out here. It's... it's, it's it's just covert now. And that's that's the scary part about a lot of it. It's, it's very covert. It's very under the radar. It can be subtle. And it's hard to pinpoint it. You know, they're not hanging you by the trees no more and watching it and dancing and partying around it and pointing at you. They ain't doing that no more. They can't do that no more. So they'll hang you by the tree and say it's suicide. They'll lock you up and you'll kill yourself somehow. They'll do, you know, it's a lot of different little methods that they use that, you know, get you out here fucked up. So just be aware. You know, they sex trafficking now. Human, women sex trafficking. There was a movie called Traffic that was made about this. I watched it. You know, a lot of people probably didn't, but it's very, very real. A lot of it is black people, little girls, little boys getting trafficked. And so I said all that to say a lot of the things that Martin Luther King Jr. was trying to invoke and, and trying to get done, it's still a lot of work to be done for those out there that are fighting a good fight and out there, you know, doing what they're doing in the, in the political world or in the neighborhoods and all that, whether you're, whether you're wearing a suit and tie or you're wearing a t-shirt, you know, and you in the hoods every day, you out there every day trying to make a difference, you giving back to your communities in whatever way you giving back to them, in a positive way, then that's the business, you know what I'm saying, my mama used to do a, a Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners and stuff like that, like, Christmas giveaways, toy giveaways and stuff, that was philanthropy. Wasn't rich at all, but it takes a village. You know what I'm saying? I do backpack giveaways, back to school giveaways or whatnot. 
it ain't me doing it. I got it's a team of us. We 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 trying our best to do what we can for our neighborhoods, our kids, our youth. You know, so I'm not I I won't sit here and be like, yeah, you know, we've come a long way. We have progressed in this land, which we did build this economy. We did build this up. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like everybody over here was just brought over on boats, ships. You know, you couldn't, yeah. a lot of us, a lot of people, a lot of our ancestors were here already. And we still got, you know, the short end of the stick. So, as an elder told me the other day, we might not see it. You know, I might not be here to see it. But one day, one day, the old song, what they say, we shall overcome one day. One day. So, that's all I'm going to say about that, man. Y'all be easy. Uh, enjoy your Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, be safe. Oh, yeah, shout out to Emco on that new Born Again that he just dropped. That's Born Again by Emco. It's on all streaming platforms. So if you listening, if you need some new hot music, you go there. I M space C-O. Born Again. Real good reality rap. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for some reality music, some... Some some bump in your trunk, all that, he gonna give it to you. So, y'all be easy, be safe, love somebody today, hug somebody today. Uh, book of the week is uh, Contagious, How Things Catch On. Contagious, How Things Catch On. Uh, John Berger, Berger. Yeah. So, y'all go check that out. It's the BTSE. 365 podcast. BTSE 365. <laughs>